Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. It's the Adweek podcast where we talk about marketing, media, technology, pop culture, because in the end, everything is an ad. Uh, I'm David Greiner. I, I, I no longer work here. I, I uh, was on this podcast for several years, and then uh, for reasons that will soon become apparent, they've invited me back, and it's so exciting <laughs> to be back. Thank you. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> I know. Many of you probably thought that we went back in time. But we Still got it. We're in the uh. <laughs> Welcome back, Griner. Um, yes, today is a very special occasion. My friend, Shannon Miller, would you like to intro us here? Uh, sure. Um, as you already are aware, you're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad with some very, very um, special guests, um, including David Greiner of Creative Ladder. I um, and of course, you know, my trusted, trusted co-host, Luz Corona and our producer, Al Manorino. A full house today for what I, I don't think is you know, too special of a reason, but I am being told that it is a market occasion. Um, so <laughs> this is just very, it's very awkward to, to seg into. Do we, do we introduce the graduation music now or do I just drop well, let's it? Let's get a little cool. Little yeah, Lane, 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 hit it. Give us some pop and circumstance. <laughs> So much. This is so extra, and it's um, appropriate for a person like myself who loves to um, drama and extraness. But uh, I am graduating from yeah, that's probably an ad, an ad week at large. This is my final episode. No. As <laughs> I, I Wait, know. that's why we're here. That's that, why we're here. That is oh, why God. I called you all here today. <laughs> I know. We were going to talk about um, the McDonald's uh, celebrity meals a little bit more. I know that's what I told you, but really, it's to let you know that I am bouncing. (laughs) This is how we find out. I thought we were all just going to get McDonald's. I didn't know we were (laughs) not guessing about it. I misunderstood. 
<laughs> Shay Shannon like surprised us all with this news. <laughs> yeah. oh, Shannon is resigning on air as we speak in real time. <laughs> the perfect ruse. The perfect ruse. Lure him with McDonald's. Hit him with a resignation. That's the way to go. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, I don't know if many people know this. Hosting this podcast is like the dark saber from the Mandalorian. It's just whoever whoever steals it in combat from the last host has to. <laughs> Is required to then be the host of, yeah, that's probably an ad. And the rightful heir of the podcast is always very upset because they don't actually have, they're not wielding the saber. (laughs) Sorry. They're just very mad and mopey about it. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I don't watch The Mandalorian. Oh, no. (laughs) This this is what the podcast is actually about now. Luz is like, Luz is like, guys, I'm cool. Uh, Could we, like, could we not make this what? A, a goddamn nerd fast? Yeah, before we go down this route. <laughs> um, but yes, here to celebrate the legacy of Shannon Miller. Um, and now, now Shannon, we play the funeral I'm, music. Yeah, now we play the funeral music. <laughs> this is an emotional roller coaster. I hope everyone buckles up. So <laughs> I'm just going to take the reins here because we could shoot the S all day. Um, but Shannon... Today is your last episode with us. You took our, you acquired the throne from our friend David Greiner here. Um, what what can you reflect on, like from your journey at Adweek? You know, I think it I would love to give our listeners a little bit of um, a behind the scenes look at how you got started here and the major role that our friend David plays in in your career. Oh, man. Where do I even begin? I guess I begin with um, some outreach there. Um, I was good friends with a gentleman by the name of Josh Rios, who um, was on our VNR team uh, years and years ago. And there was a potential contract position um, that I'm still hazy on, but I was like, yeah, no, I, I would love to work with Adweek. Um, he was like, great, you should um, interview for that. And um, at the time, I was interviewing with um, Steph Patrick, our former EIC. Uh, she's not um, EIC at the time, but she was overseeing uh, potential on um, freelancers that were onboarding. And I think from our conversation, she quickly determined whatever I was interviewing for, I was not right for um, and I was talking uh, largely about comics and uh, and film trailers because that was sort of my way into creativity. And she was like, yeah, this contract position, I, I, I do not think it's a good fit, but you do need to talk to David Greiner. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but sure. Um, so before I knew it, my very first assignment um, that I received a month later um, was Creative 100, which anyone who understands Adweek knows that that's one of our biggest tenpole um, properties. So there was, I didn't realize how much pressure that actually was to to do well, but uh, Griner understood immediately like, oh, toss this girl anything doing dealing with comics and photography. And there were a few honorees that were in the comics world that was like, oh, I could talk about this all day. And I didn't realize at the time that that was sort of a seamless transition into creative marketing um, and just creativity in general, that there was always like, there's always like a meeting point for creative minds when it comes to advertising. And I didn't realize at the time that, um, that applied to me as well. 
So uh, through that, I guess I did well enough for Griner to be like, yeah, I, I could be bothered by this girl for the next few years. Um, but he connected me with Doug Zanger and then in tandem, they both became like two of my biggest career mentors. And uh, yeah, the the rest is kind of history. I went to um, the AV Club to be an official editor. And one of the stipulations um, upon taking that job was that I would still be allowed to freelance for Ad Week, which is just a wild proposition for anyone <laughs> taking on a, a, a full-time job to be like, I would also like to freelance full-time for a completely <laughs> different publication. But that's just how much I believed um, in Adweek and how much I just loved working alongside uh, Griner and, and Zanger. And it's been just an incredible ride to, and it's led to me doing things that I never thought I'd do, um, including, you know, moderating any sort of panel with anyone or talking on any sort of stage or hosting multiple podcasts at once. It's just been um, an incredible, and it's largely due to just the groundwork that Griner set for me before he eventually departed. It's It's been insanity, like just picking different threads of what I've done here. Or I can't even believe that this is something that I, I get to say that I did. I have to say that uh, there are... There are people that like there are usually positions in which you are trying to find the right person. And Shannon was one of the most the glorious exception of a person where you're trying to find the right position for them. Like we all knew at Adweek that we wanted Shannon Miller. We knew for quite a while uh, and we really just wanted the right job. Um, and that ended up timing perfectly as I'd, I, I've uh, I'd been with Adweek for a very long time and was currently the creative editor when I started working with Shannon. Um, but I was transitioning to becoming the international editor, and that was a perfect time to hand off the creative oversight to our absolute best uh, freelance writer and editor in Shannon and uh, to make that transition and also to usher in kind of this next era of creative coverage, which when I started was just like, look at this funny ad. This ad is funny or dumb or whatever. And obviously – the cultural conversation around marketing and the implications it has, the messaging, the importance of the bigger decisions that go into it, uh, into casting, into the team behind the camera, um, into the, you know, just what this really says about us as a society. Those conversations were getting a lot weightier and more important um, the, as time went on. And Shannon really helped usher in that, uh, you know, a new era of coverage of that type of creativity. And then uh, just... Became a megastar overnight uh, at, at Adweek. Not that you weren't a megastar before, but you know, in our in our little world, I I I you know I I I don't want to disrupt an agenda, but I feel like one of the most fun things about the last few years is just the sheer quantity of like celebrities and stars and big you know creators that you got to talk to. Shannon, who were some of your favorites to talk to? Oh my gosh! I yeah, it, it was. Weird. I did not expect to come into this position and talk to nearly as many celebrities as as um, I did. I was like, at one point, I was like, I have talked to more celebrities here than at AV Club, which makes zero sense. But it's <laughs> incredible that that's a part of my thing. I mean, obviously, um, I had the great honor of interviewing uh, Pharrell Williams on the Brand Week stage, and that was huge and very nerve wracking and um, something that I was just having like many panic 
pan- many panic attacks um, about leading up to that. And it went so well. And I um, was just not, not surprised because he has this aura that very much just uh, makes you think that that's going to be the calmest room ever that you walk into. And it is. <laughs> every single time but um that was one of the biggest things but what one of the things that i think really flew under the radar i got to talk to queen latifah twice like what <laughs> people realize this twice and she is the nicest kindest person and remembered me and it was for oh my god it was like a for a pharmaceutical brand and like there was she was doing um this campaign called it's bigger than us for a pharmaceutical brand. And I've interviewed her once. And then when she took that on tour, because we decided to do like a part two story of like why this campaign was, you know, lifting from the screens and going into the real world. So close to um, sort of the close of quarantine, I interviewed her again. And I was like, it was just one of those stories just went up. And there was like, very little um, connection of like, I had talked to this woman twice and she remembered me the second time and then promised that we would make it a six month thing that like <gasps> every six months we would check in with each other. Um, of course she was, of course she was joking, but it was still like very cool that this was something that like I got to do. And this is a person that I've looked up to since in living single uh, or say in living single, no living single. I definitely merged in in living yeah, color the best and color. Living the best 90s <laughs> mashup, <laughs> which now I demand post haste in this world of uh, reboots and remashes. But yeah, living like I've absolutely looked up to her, and that's a thing that I get to take with me is that that is someone that I got to like build a rapport with through Adweek of of all things. I mean, I think I think about all these covers we did, like Issa Rae. Quinta Brunson, mm-hmm. Daniel Dakem, all Shannon Miller. Like, all Shannon Miller conversations. Travis Scott. <laughs> Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon was like, oh, that was the first one I was going to shout out. Yeah. <laughs> it was at a certain uh, yeah, certain, certain moment in the timeline. <laughs> right. It made sense for the time, I promise. Um, that was also a very, very interesting conversation. But it, it's still... Those conversations are really hard to navigate, and that requires a lot of trust. Um, and the fact that <laughs> Adweek trusted me so much, so quickly, um, too, because Travis Scott, like th- that, was like offered to me day two on the job. Uh, Kreiner Slack me was like, "Would you mind doing the cover with Travis Scott?" And I was like, "Uh, no, I don't <laughs> mind at all." Um, that's there's an immense amount of amount of trust um in in any cover really and um the fact that i got to do so many i think i'm gonna forever be free be grateful for and just kind of to continue on that because we both as as you mentioned you know you have your past at the av club and we've been to conventions and talked to a lot of celebrities like over the phone and things like that it's we're usually just trying to ask questions about the thing that they're doing this moment or the show that's coming up or the movie or whatever. What is it like talking to them about like, you know, some of these are passion projects for these people in terms of like the thing, you know, these endeavors like Pharrell, for example, like when you were on stage with him, it was every word that came out of his mouth was, he was just so genuine and happy about this 
thing yeah. that he is doing. Like that is a complete shift in terms of the normal like press stuff that me and you were used to. Like what, what was it like talking to them about these things versus like their next movie? It's more nerve wracking because they're closer to it. It's, it's, it's almost worse for a person with anxiety because it's very easy. Um, well, I don't want to say easy. I don't want to downplay what anyone does because um, it's never easy to craft a good interview. But I think that when you're talking about like the next film or um, project or album, it's a little bit more accessible. Those things are a little bit more, um, th those answers are obviously pre-baked a, a lot of times. And I think it's just an easier thing to kind of work around. But when you're talking about something that they are wholly and emotionally invested in, you do not want to get that wrong. And that was the big nerve wracking thing is like, am I going to somehow insult this person's um, like heart and soul by like getting a detail wrong or maybe not realizing the gravity of what they're doing. So I had to like pour so much into those interviews to make sure that I wasn't um, setting myself up for disaster or, or potentially stepping in something. And, but the reward was high because the, those conversations felt richer and they felt more grounded. I think like one of the more reassuring things um, in my, in my time here was when I was on the brand week stage with Pharrell and he had to pull out his phone to talk. He's like, I don't want to get this wrong. And I'm like, I too have high anxiety around getting things wrong. <laughs> Celebrities, they are just like us. It was, it was great. And I, I am, I guess I would say like for anyone that sort of has to navigate that, like if there is, if you do have any nerves around that, like they're valid, definitely lean into that and prepare really hard. Um, because yeah, it's, it's a big thing to talk about something that they are just so emotionally close to. Uh, yeah. Lots of, I get nervous just talking about it, just thinking about it. And I'm not doing anything. I have nothing on the docket. Like, it's still just <laughs> very nerve-wracking to think about. Um, Shannon, I want to touch a little bit about, because we, before we started recording, we were all kind of talking about um, uh, our careers and just how they've kind of, some of them have zigzagged, you know. And in this industry, we've come to really appreciate um, a diverse set of skills, different experiences, like um, CMO of, of, what is it, just our good egg, Vineet Mera. Um, yeah, he's the customer experience officer of Good Eggs. Like what really stuck with me is he always calls it like a marketing unicorn where it's like someone who acquires different skills and different skill sets, experiences. Um, so your journey, I think, right, has zigzagged a little bit. Like what have you found from past experiences that have brought you to here today? Just for like a listener who may be kind of shifting careers or doesn't really know how to translate skills into what they want to do. Um, I, I feel like the biggest, um, tool I've had in my toolkit for a while and kind of deciding like what my next move is or figuring out like what the next lateral move is, is time. Um, not feeling as if I had to have it figured out all, all figured out in that moment. That's, it's a thing that I didn't realize that all of us really have because we're, when you, when you come up in media, like you're very used to the, like, <laughs> editor at 24 or 25 like this especially in like New York media 
it seems like everyone is on this path super, super early. So when you're coming into it in your like early to like mid thirties, you already feel behind. You already feel like there's a lot of catching up to do. And um, I think the same goes for advertising and marketing too. Like we're just very used to this sort of whiz kid mentality of like, you know, if you don't have it, if you're not in some sort of like mid management position by 25, what are you doing? And the answer is your own thing. Like <laughs> you're doing your own thing and you're on your own timeline. And I think that that's been the biggest thing in like determining what my next move is that, you know, if I've had time to sit and be like, okay, how do these things translate? What do I really love? Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me throw this at the wall. And then when it's time to like move on, I felt, I've felt like, okay, this it's the time is here. And I feel like I'm way more equipped than someone who's sort of, sort of like chasing these like age related goals, if that makes sense. So that's been like the big thing is like I've had time to sit and think, okay, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm not so great at. And how can I take the things that I'm good at, like spotting creative talent and um, showing an appreciation for creativity and figuring out um, key relationships? How can I translate that into the next thing? And it, I've just taken the time to sit and talk to people and really figure out what, what my next move is. So that's like, that's just been like the big thing. If you're doing any sort of career adjustment, like you do have time until you don't, as I'm sure Griner can attest to. Until <laughs> like suddenly you're very much on a very specific timeline once you found the thing. And then it's like, oh, let me speed up yeah. here a little bit. But like, <laughs> and, and you, I, I what should... was it like for you? Uh, I mean, I, I think I spent, I was with Adweek a total of 15 years, if you count my seven years or so freelancing, and then I think eight, nine years full time. And um, the, I think I was scared the whole, through a lot of that of like, where could I go next? What could I do next? Like, I didn't want to work at another advertising publication. I mean, they're fine. They're great. But like, it's not, I didn't want to go from doing what I was doing here to doing doing it somewhere else. And so, like you said, I, I spent a lot of time just thinking about what am I good at? What do I enjoy? What's the overlap there? You know, because you don't enjoy everything you're good at. <laughs> it's also a, a tough right, internal conversation correct. sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I uh, I for for me it was just like it was a real passion for helping elevate uh, uh, rising talent and helping amplify them. And and to your point about you know spotting spotting the talent, spotting the the kind of where the future was and helping helping it get there sooner uh, led me to, in my case, uh, start a nonprofit uh, called The Creative Ladder. Um, and, you know, that is dedicated 100% to uh, elevating the next generation of inclusive talent in creative industries because, it, you know, that's the other thing too is I, I would just encourage everybody to really look at the gaps in your industry. Like, don't just be like, oh man, this industry sucks in this way and then move on with your life. Like it can suck in a way that you can address. Like in the future, you can carve out a mm -hmm. job, you can carve out a, in our case, a, a nonprofit. Um, but yeah, it's just like, don't, don't, don't just write off the gaps in, you know, that you discover is like, see if there's ways you could fill the gap. And, and it's super rewarding. Um, Shannon, can, can we ask, what are you doing? Like, where are you going? Is that, a, is that still top secret? Um, it's like a partially secret, but it's n also not. I am 
Um, I feel like I've, I've done what I could in digital media. So I'm, I'm transitioning out of that in moving agency side, which is nuts. Which what? is just, <laughs> is just a, a ridiculous, ridiculous sentence of out of my mouth. Because I never would have imagined um, that being my my future but like i i came into ad week not really knowing a ton about the ins and outs and advertising and realizing that i had like a lot of preconceived notions about it and just about the industry in general some of and some of those notions are, are correct and that's why i'm moving agency side to to fix it um and others were um maybe a little bit off base i didn't think that there was room for for people like me or people that look like me in on the agency side of things and I think through off Madison and just working here and learning so much and um, learning under you and Zanger and, you know, um, working alongside um, Jameson Fleming, it's uh, I've learned that there is really space for everybody. And um, so now I get to kind of do that. I'm not making ads because um, I don't know how to do that. But <laughs> I get to. It's, it's not that hard. It's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I I have tried to run like countless exercises, and um, it all just ends up with like a person looking at a camera, going, "Look, you either want the burger or you don't." I just don't know if I have it in me. But That's I can literally help the people. <laughs> We're going to try it. We're going to try it and see uh, coming to a QSR near you. But I uh, I get to help people make ads that tap into culture and are really um, effective. And I'm very nervous because it's new, um, but I'm very excited, too, because, I again, I get to in in my my old age, I get to, like, learn some new tricks and, and figure myself out a little bit more, which is always really exciting. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. So I, I assume details to come on like your social media about where you're actually going. They're going to come out somewhere. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. 
big splash. I I like now that now that I'm now that I'm like a listener instead of a co-host or whatever. I like get annoyed when I'm listening to something. Why is no one asking where she's going? So I'm just I'm the obnoxious. So so where are you going? Make it make it a, a. it's now a growth hacking thing where it's like everyone has to follow Shannon Miller on social media to find out where she's going. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The big tease. Follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out together. <laughs> Shannon, I have to say, though, coming from agency side, I've spent like about 10 years agency side. And I must say that they desperately need people like you um i know you was you weren't sure if there was like room or space for people like you no you are exactly what's needed to kind of shake up corporate structure um and yeah i think if i if i had seen someone like you when i was agency side maybe my my experience would have been a little bit different in my aspirations so um yeah I, i and i think you'll be i would love to Maybe we'll have you back later on, just kind of reflect like what it's like to be agency side after something like this. But can you, um, you, can you please invite me a year later where I just go into the mic and go, what have I done? Who have I become? Don't wait a year. It hasn't been a year for me. So this is my... <laughs> yes. take, take me back. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh. I have to... Like, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going <laughs> to ask you a question, actually, Luz, because being that, like, I, having you on the show, um, to me, made so much sense because of your, your agency background and um, just how incredibly knowledgeable you are, not just of the ins and outs, but the the overall, all culture. Um, as a person who is now, like, going agency side and very, very nervous and scared, what... Um, advice would you have for a young budding girl of color like me going into <laughs> the, the agency world? What, what advice do you have for me? I could use any and all of it. <laughs> well, um, I think naturally for anyone like starting in the industry, I would say agencies are what I like to call a school of hard knocks. Like you just pick up so many skills that are transferable in any other part of your career. But you as an established person in the industry, it's going to be a little different. So what I want to give you a heads up about is there will be a little bit of a culture shock. Um, I think there tends to be a lot of like, you know, buzzwords and corporate jargon and, you know, um, and yeah, it, it, that that might be a little bit of a shock, a little bit more corporate-y. Um, but I don't know, man. I think you're going to find yourself some great peers there as well. No one near as good as us, I will say. But um, <laughs> peers, but I, what I have found, uh, and I'm so grateful for my agency experiences along the way, I've made some really great friends and colleagues um, that I still keep in touch with even from my very first agency. Um, and you kind of form like a bond with them and you kind of just click and you're going to be, I think you'll be surprised at how many kind of different people you'll meet and bond with and learn from. Um, so that I would say you have something to look forward to. And I, I think something yeah. that will, something, a, a, a superpower of yours that you can bring to an agency environment too, is that this isn't true of every agency, but I think a lot of agencies are very, still very siloed in the departments. And, and a lot of that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Like the creative department likes to be kind of left alone to do their jobs. Um, and not have people like busting down their door every few minutes uh, trying to shape the creative and all that. But on the other hand, I, I found I, I worked for an agency for about eight years and I, I found that p- 
people are really receptive if you just go to other departments and be like, hey, you know, what can I do to, to make your job easier? Or like, how can how can we work together? Mm-hmm. And in my experience, they weren't really used to that of people, you know, coming in from other departments when they didn't have to, like when it wasn't a requirement of a new business pitch or of a, you know, of a project or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of the biggest successes that I was part of started that way, right? Where it was just going to people and being like, tell me about what you do. I'd love to understand it. And like, how can we work together? And what could I do to help support what you're doing? And then because of that, I'll never forget one guy was like, well, I've actually been wanting to do, he's a media buyer. And he was like, I've been wanting to play around with social media advertising because it had just started. And he was like, what if I gave you like Mm -hmm. uh, a quarter million, (laughs) which in 2000, like $7 or whatever it was is... I mean, we we literally took over all of Facebook for an entire day. Like there were no, this is true. There were no, there were no ads on Facebook except for our client for an entire day because that's what you could pull off. But with Amazing. a quarter of a million back then, and it we got a million fans for. A, we were one of the first brands to reach a million fans, and it was like none of that would have happened if I hadn't just been going around like chatting with other people at the agency about what do you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you just sit in your office and look at spreadsheets all day. <laughs> like, and so, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I, I just, I, I always encourage folks just get out and get to know the other departments. Yeah, for that's, sure. There's lots of silos, agency side. That's amazing. I, and there's a naturally nosy person that falls right into my wheelhouse. Fun fact. Um, so this all basically was possible because... One day, or it was like one Saturday, I was kind of like lost at sea. I was like, okay, what, what do I, what is my next thing? What do I need to do next? And on that morning, Griner tweeted um, Creative Ladder's new like quiz to help you kind of like figure out. It was like helping young creatives figure out like what you know their next move for me or how they could naturally leverage their talents in the creative world and i took wait do, do you do you mean the one the one at quiz.creativeladder.org that very one yes <laughs> oh okay cool. cool thank you quiz quiz. this is where a link would come up on the say. screen <laughs> did i right, say so... you can plug stuff right <laughs> <laughs> now was that quiz.creativeladder.org uh, quiz.creativeladder.org uh you thought it was a guest appearance <laughs> but it's actually an ad <laughs> boom <laughs> Meta. Sure <laughs> it is probably an ad. This all is probably an ad. Yes. And it helped. It worked. It worked tremendously. It helped me narrow because um, there's just so many different like cogs in the sort of advertising machine. And I was just like, I can't draw. I am not creative. I can maybe write a script that makes sense to me and my friends. Um, where else can I fit? And that really... Um, helped me tremendously. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. that, yeah, that, that I will just quickly follow up my plug to say that thing has been, we, we were so excited to launch that. We haven't really promoted it all that much, but it's been used over 25,000 times. <laughs> like this career, <laughs> career quiz we made uh, and just kind of quietly launched into the universe. And so, uh, uh, yeah, that's so wonderful to hear. Um, thank you, Shannon. That's awesome. Of course. I would love to know, like, just you've made this transition out and done something so incredible with Create a Ladder. And I've had an opportunity um, or the honor of being on, you know, a panel recently with some amazing uh, creatives and just watching Creative Ladder grow in this amount of time. 
has been so awe-inspiring. I would love to know mm-hmm. um, just what's what's next for Creative Ladder. Like, you, where do you go post Spike Lee? Talking to Spike Lee. Yeah, What's that was next? nice. That was nice. Uh, we did feature Spike Lee in a session, a virtual event called uh, "Breaking into Filmmaking" as a creator of color uh, in February, and in January featured Shannon Miller in our five skills every creative professional should learn in 2023. Um, we're going to be doing a lot at Can, so if anyone's listening and they're going to be at Can, drop me a note, David at CreativeLadder.org, um, because we'd love to partner with you. But we're doing some very exciting stuff at Can that we'll be announcing soon, uh, and we're doing an event in Atlanta. On May twelfth, look at me just plugging stuff. It's free. It's not like I'm <laughs> like asking people to spend money. Um, but uh, keep an eye on creativeladder.org because uh, we're going to have details about Creative Ladder Atlanta, which is our big one day event that we're going to be doing there. And I love Atlanta. Uh, Shannon and I both have a soft spot for Atlanta's role in the in the creative universe. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been wonderful. I I am so excited for you. Leaving Adweek is incredibly difficult. It's a very um, it's a hard place to describe to people. It's not, you know, every, every workplace is like, we're not a workplace, we're a family. And like, no, I literally felt like I was like <laughs> going off, you know, to college or something, like leaving my family. And, um, but yeah. it's, you're going to take such a wealth of information um, and skills that you've developed working with so many incredible people and they're still going to be in your life and they're still going to be supporting you and you can still drag them onto virtual events like I did with you in January. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yes. but it's <laughs> very excited. It's it's a challenging time, and I think it, you'll go through this kind of um, separation anxiety, uh, like like all of us do when we move on to the next thing. But uh, you know, then you remember that your friends. I, like I've left workplaces where like no one at that workplace ever like dropped me a note again. Like if they would see you, they'd like wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it it was just not the kind of, you know, they were just the kind of places where you work together and that's it. And then maybe you're friends with one or two people. Um, With Adweek, it's not like that at all. And I think you're going to – I feel like I'm warning you. They're still going to be in your phone, Shannon, every damn day. They're going to be all over (laughs) you. You you can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect way to describe it. I love that it went from aw to oh. (laughs) Very well, quickly. We'll very always find you. <laughs> very, I would tell Lane to cue the ominous music, but we just don't have much time left. Yeah, and that's and that's very, very true. I feel like I'm leaving like all of these siblings and I've um been able to um bug Reiner about advice and um also bug Zanger and um I still have access to Al um so that I can either make fun of him or defend him. Um, however I'm feeling that day um, <laughs> and lose, loses um, my like forever working creative wife and like it just you know like these these people just do not leave you we had um, Jay-Z on the on the podcast weeks ago and I have talked to her every day since so it's it's amazing to you hear again like uh, Griner said you hear that corporate jargon of like we're a family and like this, this is like one of the first times where it's like it, I've it's, I've actually felt like that was true, and um, I I feel um, comforted by that. So, yeah, I'm excited and scared and nervous, but I um, know that I have a support system going into thing. And now Adweek has like a a fan as opposed to <laughs> an employee. So that's that's always really nice. And speaking of fans, I'm still going to be a huge fan 
this podcast. Um, and I am really curious, Luz, like, what what are the plans? Like, what, what's <laughs> what's going on? Are we going to ever get um, hard Arizona green tea? Is that... Is that a legacy that I can leave? You know what? I will make it my mission. Thank you. (laughs) To do this for you. Oh, my God, Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, please. What what is it going (laughs) to (laughs) take? But, yeah, no, I think, right, Al? I think we're going to try our very best to make it happen. (laughs) Yeah, I've done no effort so far to make it happen, so now I'm going to make it happen. (laughs) Now we really begin. That's just Al's professional work ethic. You know, avenge me, Al. Oh, my God. What do I have to do? Uh, I know, <laughs> um, well, before we go, because I know uh, uh, Griner, unfortunately, has to leave us to go hang out with Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> that, that, is, we, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> but, we could, but we could tell people that. Yeah. Um, so, um, sure. Luz, you, you did take some notes during Shannon's kind of farewell call. So I wanted to maybe uh, – open it up for some some greatest hits for some uh, employees doing shout outs instead of actually letting them on the podcast we'll we'll speak for them <laughs> yes oh i have some quotes like don't leave me uh here please don't leave me uh, no i'm kidding it was as always a bittersweet occasion um our 10:30 editorial status call this morning um fridays we usually do shout outs uh to everyone but today was dedicated to our dear friend here. So I'm going to read some highlights. Um, I think Terry Stanley uh, did the best. You know, we all said like our our words for you, Shannon. But Terry Stanley really just um, who was on the creativity team and works very closely with Shannon. Uh, she really summed it up, you know. Thinking back to a, what a world with uh, an ad week world would be without Shannon Miller um, and really just kind of going down that route. There would be no off Madison podcast. There would be no amplified voices. There would be no occasional push a tea story, um, you know, and I think you have just done so much. Um, and really the general consensus this morning in everyone's sentiment was you know, we are only, we are better for knowing you. Uh, Chris Aaron said, we are not only all better for knowing you, we are indebted to you. Um, and like Terry said, you came here and you did good. Um, we're richer from having you, having you been here. And now it's on us to carry your legacy and your work. So that's, that's those are some ins- of the highlights. That's insanity and very nuts. And, um, I'm beginning to realize why Julian Gamboa, when he left, he did a roast because it's much easier to deal with yes. apparently with insults. Just tell me you hate me. <laughs> just, just, yeah. just, just, just humiliate me. Uh, this, I will, I will say that the only reason I was able to do those things, um, you know, I would love to have just a power that I can wield, however which way. But it takes leadership that. Um, allows you to do those things. And when I was um, under the tutelage of Griner, he like gave me the runway to shape that voice. So it, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to carry that, um, but it wouldn't have happened without like the support of just leadership that believed in my voice and, and believed in things. And I think that, that um, there are still people in the newsroom that uh, will be able to sort of keep that runway clear for um, pe- for anyone who wants to tell those stories. So I'm 
I, I feel good about leaving because I, I, you know, I have my stories that I'm proud of, but ultimately I'm just proud of what we were all able to cultivate together to make those stories happen. And that, that structure, that framework isn't leaving. So I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I love you all so much and I'm so like, um, I'm indebted to you all for one, proving me wrong. You can make friends at work. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the old adage, um, the, the wise words, um, this isn't, this isn't RuPaul's best friend race does not apply here. These are my best friends. So, and I am, um, I'm just, I'm so glad that this is something that we were all able to build together and we'll continue to build, um, just in different capacities. So, um, yeah, I, to all of my ad week peeps, I, I love you all dearly and you all are just rock stars. And, um, you know, I would say like you're punching above your weight, but no, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Like you are absolute professionals and, um, experts at what you do. And I can't wait to support from, you know, I say the other side, I, I'm not dead. Like I'm still very much around. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the meeting someone said they were celebrating my life and I'm like, where am I going? I don't understand. <laughs> You're like, I'm right here guys. I'm right here. <laughs> so like, but you know what I mean by the other side, I'm really excited to, to support and just see where this goes. And I'm really excited for you lose. Cause like, this is your ship and you are the best captain. Um, and so true. thank you. Yeah. It, it couldn't be in better hands. So, so thank you. With, with that, um, you know, I have talked about yeah. myself for a while and I am deeply uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Mission accomplished. Everybody go team. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the fans, Shannon, before, before we sign Oh up? man. I, are there fans? I, yeah. I mean, thank you all so much for, um, coming up to me in events and being like, I recognize your voice because that is um, a a deep seated anxiety of mine for a long time because um, no one likes to hear their own voice. But you all made me feel so welcome and um, like what we did here mattered. And me and Luz tried our best to build thing build a thing that was like welcoming and um, was and was warm to all our listeners. And with my time with Griner, we wanted to make sure that we're building something that was informative and like a, just an excellent resource. And I'm hoping that I did that. Um, you know, I am very, um, no, I'm not regretful for all the shilling I did for, uh, hard, uh, green tea made by Arizona. Cause I, <laughs> I don't regret it one bit. I just regret that it didn't land where I wanted it to land. But otherwise, did, did it I hit really that like just dollar 29 price point? <laughs> oh god did it is it a, <laughs> if we can get like just that label on there my i will know that my impact um truly is here but uh yeah i am just incredibly proud of everything we've done and that's because of just such an incredible um audience um and a loyal audience like you all so thank you all and i will be back love you shannon Love you. Love you, girl. Not me hugging my laptop. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. 
Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.